Any opinions expressed are my own and do not reflect the opinions of anyone outside of Independent Left Media, LLC. much to do on the YouTube, so they curate a list for you. Do you want to watch your favorite creator, or have a chat on Discord later? Well, you better get hip to Indie Left, Indie Left, Indie News. All right, all right. I didn't cut you off this week, Ron Placone. Thank you. Thank you for the theme song. This is Indie. This is How Do We Miss That? It is Sunday night. It is 10 o'clock. And I'm here with this guy sitting next to me, as I usually am. Miller. And this is for the 25th time. And that's something I'm shocked and kind of really, really proud of. And Happy 25th anniversary to everybody here who's in chat live now. I don't see anybody there yet, but welcome to the 25th show. We've got a really good one planned. Um, we've got a bunch of stories. Um, it's been a busy week, as it always is. Yep. Um, yep. Damn. Is the world burning? Are we going into World War Three? Well, we got some stories that are not really like about like Ukraine. Well, there's a, there is one Ukraine story, but um, not very many um well there should be at least one it's a pretty big story right and then we've got a bunch of other stories environmental stories um leaked audio and cia stuff and government stuff and we've got a bunch of exciting and uh interesting stories that again probably slipped through the ether somehow this week um yep <clears throat> so Oh, I see a, a a big Yeti sitting in in chat. What's going on, dude? How are you? Welcome, welcome up, to, the, to the big show. Well, it's the big show. <laughs> I've been wanting to do that because Yeti's voice reminds me of the big show. Um, so yeah, this is episode twenty-five, and we did take one week off last year for just before Thanksgiving when I traveled. So this is actually our twenty-sixth week of doing. <clears throat> How do we miss that? And it was nice. it was never really my intent even to to do a show um, necessarily. I just wanted to do a couple of things, and it it just evolved and turned into this this thing that I, I really enjoy, and hopefully we we keep doing for a long time. Um, <clears throat> next week was is going to be a little bit different. Um, Reef's going to be working on another event, and I am going to either have a co a a guest host. Or I'm going to, yeah, co-pilot, exactly. Or or I'm going to, you know, fill in for Reef, even though he can never be substituted. So I don't know if we'll do boats next week, but someone to help me read stories and read news and interpret stuff. So I'm not doing that all by myself. Or maybe I, I just will do it by myself. We'll we'll figure out during the week how that's going to work out. <clears throat> um, right. Still TBD. Uh, yep. This week, did you... Were you on? Were you on any shows? I I did a, a spot with Tommy Nation. I know you had Reefer After Dark. That was great on Friday night. That was a really really killer episode of, of Reefer After Dark. <clears throat> yep. Nice and, having. Who did Who did I have on? I had on. Well, the guy. A uh, big Jack, mad crab. Yeti. I had on uh, Yeti. 
and, and Chris. And, uh, and, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was fucking fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah. Everybody should definitely be checking out uh, Reefer After Dark on Friday nights, 10 o'clock. Uh, it, it, it's a good time. He actually does some cannabis news in the beginning. It's it's really cool because I, I don't really know anywhere else on the left that's really just covering that angle. So I, I think that's a really interesting lane to, to take. And then afterwards, it's a lot yep. of Reddit cringe, just like kind of like we do here. But a lot of it is, is I think, cannabis focused as well. Um, so yep. that, that's that's beautiful stuff. And I, I really enjoy watching that. And it's good with a panel of people. Um, and and hopefully we can get some more people to show up. I I, I really enjoy being on that one as well. Um, yep. <clears throat> holy crap! So yeah, I did a spot with Tommy Nation on Tuesday night. I kind of feel like I'm recording something every week. Uh, I have a little bit of an announcement to make with regard to the next Friends of Indie Left, which is actually going to be tomorrow night at nine thirty p.m. Eastern hmm. on all of the channels nice. that you're watching now. And our special guests, and I'm really excited about this one as well. Uh, you know, as the last one we did with Afeni was was outstanding. I'm so proud of that, and uh, and, and I'm excited to announce the Bank Sisters, Courtney and Keisha, are going to be coming on tomorrow night. So we're going to have a great nice. time. And I told them that I encouraged them smoking joints while we or smoking a blunt or whatever they're gonna they're gonna hit while while they're on. And, uh, and we're going to mm -hmm. have a good time. I'm going to learn a little bit more about like their background. They popped on the scene recently, and I love everything they're talking about, everything they're doing. But I want to learn a little bit more like how they got to where they are now, and we can we can all do that together. So hopefully you guys will show up in, in the chat for that. And uh, if you want to ask any questions from Courtney or Keisha, you can always shoot it over to me, and, and I'll I'll pop it in when while we're talking as, as our loyal... Um, <clears throat> Our our loyal fans of how do we miss that? Which, which again, Courtney's been a, a a good supporter, and she retweets a lot of the stuff as well. And big fan fan of theirs. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Colin, welcome to the chat. Like I said, Eric T. Red, how are you, Yeti? Everybody else who's wa watching, it looks like we've got six or seven now already. Uh, so we'll get a little bit nice. started with the the formal stuff. Uh, I like to do this every week. The How Do We Miss That is a show airing on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, Twitter, Odyssey. We are on Odyssey. Sunday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 Pacific. Love to our friends on the West Coast. Reviewing a few big stories that we hadn't seen covered much in our leftist independent media, circle, bubble, space, whatever you want to call it. So that's co-hosted by me. I'm Indy. I'm the founder and editor of Independent Left News and leftist.today substack and the independent left gg discord and i've got this guy next to me and that's that's reef breeland he's the uh creator up, of, of the jimmy door discord and the host of reefer after dark which is also on the indie news network which is something we're also proud yeah. of <clears throat> uh inn shout out to inn all the stories were featured on the substack leftist.today and at the top of independentleft.news during this week uh we showcase uh it's, it's your number one source for left-leaning political news, videos, podcasts, articles, insight, opinion. We showcase left-leaning independent media, including the guys, so, some of the people that are there in chat, like that Mess of Yeti guy. Hey, he just did a video called yeah. The Breadlines. So congrats to, to Yeti Woo. on his first video. Uh, free from advertiser influence. We, we don't take advertiser money and we call out the corruption here. Uh, shout, shout out, of course, to all of our, and thank you to patrons and Kofi supporters, Eric T. Red, who you see there in chat, thank you so much for all your continued support. 
Richard M and Richard, the other Richard, both of them from from uh, Patron and and Nikki Radical Leftist Agenda and Les Bones. Thank you so much, Noli D. Thank you for your support and and Noli. Robin. Yeah, Noli. Shout out to Noli, and uh, and then we've got to always give a thank you, big thank you to the volunteers, Nicole. And uh, Nicole, who's handling the Instagram, and she might even be here in chat. Darlene, who also might be in chat. She does all the Facebook group posting. And then we've got Big Mad Crab, and he's been doing a lot of the thumbnails that you see for the clips, as well as uh, some of the other creative work that we're seeing in the background. So really, really appreciate that. Also, thank you so much to Alex Davidson. I have to say this every week because the man goes in and he likes every single post. Actually, I don't even know if it's a he or she. I, I would assume it's a he. But thank you, Alex Davidson, whoever you are. Uh, that's really cool. We are putting out the <clears throat> the refreshed edition at noon every day. It's noon Eastern. And then we're working on the Substack afterwards. So you'll see that sometime later on in the, in the day because that's curated and it takes a little bit of time to assemble all that stuff. Uh, we've got the podcast going. We're up to date on the podcast. Also wanted to shout out boats smashing into other boats. Uh, we set up a Rumble channel under rumble.com slash C slash Reef Breland. And you can, and you can yep. check out all of the, the segments for boats smashing into other boats for all 22 episodes that I think I was able to have clips for. Um, again, Friends of Indie Left, yep. I've got a, a playlist on there that, this is going to be episode four with the Banks sisters. That's going to be tomorrow night, 9.30 Eastern. There were uh, before Afini, Ron Placone, and Savvy Sav. So be sure if you want to go back and check those out. Again, this is it's just a little bit more in-depth. Learn about them. Learn about their channels, how they got to this space, and, and why they're doing what they're doing, what some of the things that they're working on. Again, I'm just... Uh, oh, look at this. I just got signed out of my iCloud. Great. So all my notes just disappeared. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Ooh, well, guess technology. what? I, I was done with that section anyway, so that's kind of perfect. Um, nice. Any anything else you wanted to shout out before I got to the first article? Uh -huh. We're already almost fifteen minutes in, and I know that. So not really. Show cool. up. Show up to that savvy thing Sunday. The yes. the women's thing that should be a good time. Yes, that is a women's um, summit. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, keep doing y'all people. Right. You know. Right. All right. So I'm so, ready for the show. Cool, man. Uh, first thing is, let me go to, hey, Indy Main. Hey, there we go. Independentleft.news, of course, the mother of it all, the homepage of it all. Again, you can go back and you can look at any previous edition. It updates once a day. Pretty cool. Uh, all the stories you can get directly to the article on the website that it that published it initially. You can watch the Afeni Friends yep. of Indy Left. Once I create one for the Bank Sisters, that'll be replaced with the current one there we have our video slider that goes for days literally so you can just keep watching video after video after video hey i think you actually shared that no harlan shared shared the big club one and you can even yeah. see the tweet the tweet that was shared and that was retweeted by hardlands that led to the reason why it ended up in the newsletter very cool stuff nice okay yeah yeah, yeah. and and this said uh, 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 hey how about that you can actually watch how do we miss that live on on INN, fed is through. This, is this going to turn in, turn into the Spaceballs scene where it's like, wait, is it now now? now, or now. Is I'm it... not, no, I'm not going to turn it on. We're mm. not going to watch now now. <laughs> what happened? It was that was just happening now. later. It was just now. It was just now. Right? So, Doctor, 
uh, I love those today. Those are clean. The best, the best. So leftist uh, today. This is the current one. Again, it went out about 20 minutes before we got started so that everybody would know. And again, you can embed and you can watch the stream here as well. Really cool stuff. Nice. All, a recap of all the stories. Hey, you can actually sign up and subscribe to the newsletter. I wanted to, to ask everyone to do that as well, to share this post and get more people here watching. So let's do yeah, that. Yeah, do that. Join, we, we got a button. To join the, thing right there. Right, right. Join the Discord. Okay, we got a button to yep. join the Discord. I, I I got a little fancy this week with Substack, right? So not only do nice. we have the, the links, but I put a couple little little buttons to make it easier for everybody. So we've got a, a, six, a slate of six stories you can see here. Uh, I'm going to get to the first one now. So let's change that. And it's going to have a theme, and it's going to be, unfortunately, Mega Union Busting. Damn. Okay. All right. So what's going on? So first thing is, Scott Cooper over at Left Voice, he's one of the veterans there. He's been writing over there for a long time, labor movement stuff. They launched an anti-union website. Unreal. So, anti-union, okay, sure. Right? So they've, they, they've released an anti-union website of its own and advised that people have fun checking it out. Chock full of we're all in this together, partner drivel, right? So as the movement for unionization expands. Not all bosses take this carrot and stick approach, but Starbucks has launched its friendly website only days after firing seven union organizers, right? And that that we covered last week, the uh, the Memphis yep. Seven. Yep. So reading through the FAQ, you'd think that they're all about helping employees make an informed decision, right? But it's all about <clears throat> basically saying no and and how and why they should say no. Yeah. So the FAQ begins with their why are they providing this? And it's because they're hearing from union organizers and the bosses are whining that they should hear from mm. us too. Uh-huh. So, hey, how about that? Thanks, boss. Yeah. So Thanks. it doesn't take long to reach much <laughs> of a provocative question, right? Second on those, what can I do if another partner won't leave me alone about supporting a union, right? Of course. Un unbelievable. Like already there. Yes, it can be annoying and you don't want to hear any if you don't want to hear anymore, uh, but it's still legally yeah. protected. So, so show show kindness and respect already. Like, don't be hostile, but but tell someone. Right. But before encouraging them to rat out their coworkers and providing a phone number at corporate, like who's harassing them? <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Will they quit working if the union is voted in? Uh, a couple of people that said that they will. Best thing that we can all do is provide the facts and opinions so every partner can make informed decisions, right? This is very corporate yep. speak. This is very washed through legal, coded language that's designed to steer people a certain way. And then they'll have bosses and meetings and, and you know, boss uh, meetings with bosses, and then, um, like uh, they'll have they'll announce like, hey, we're having a, a company wide thing where it's not mandatory to show up, but it's optional. Um, right. And then they'll they uh, you know we had we saw something early this week where they excluded the union leaders from sitting in on the meeting because they were trying to to bash the unions. So. Yep. NLRB administrative judge ruled that Starbucks had unlawfully retaliated against two Philadelphia baristas 
who had been working to unionize their location. And this is mm. happening all over, really. Starbucks is doing this, and, and this is the theme that, that we're going to talk about today because it's not just Starbucks that's taking this kind of action. Of course, we've heard in the past about, about some of the others, uh, and, and I've got a couple of other examples here tonight. So again, the NLRB is authorized to stop the unfair practice more immediately, but rarely does so. And what it, it calls excessive yeah. delays. I mean, this, this is what's going on. Uh, time-honored attack on union dues, right? They they get their revenue from dues, and that's going to go to to fund the union. So again, it's very anti-union yep. rhetoric. It's anti-worker rhetoric. It's anti-organizing rhetoric, and yeah, which makes it anti-worker rhetoric in the in the end because it's 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 pro-capitalism. It's pro-corporate profits. Right. If you tell a worker, hey, look, uh, like five dollars out of your paycheck is going to go so that you can. We can have lawyers get paid if you need to, like, you know, legally combat the company or, you know, so that you get benefits at the end or, you know, any any of those things. Like, if you told those people that, they'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But if you say union dues, you know, like. Oh, it scares everybody. It's somehow scary. Well, right. not only that, but there are certain rights and certain things that, that they scare you that you're going to be giving up as yep. a member of a union. So. Union. Right. So we certainly don't want to see that. Um, nevertheless, research has proven, again, that being the member of a union and paying dues associated with a significant premium in pay, even if you're paying dues in this country, and that it's how much? A 17% median weekly earning over non-unionized workers. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know about versus versus those that are, you know, you, I guess they're all, you know, that are in a uh, co-op or other things. But again, that's non-unionized. That's that's part of it. But it's associated part with greater it, right. benefits, right? So that they have job-related health coverage. But that number is much, much lower for non-unionized workers. Yep. Yeah, this is, no, this I mean, is it makes a sense. pretty substantial article. Yep. Retailers like Target and Walmart have used similar arguments in their own propaganda against unions. I'm a, I'm a big fan right. of Scott Cooper and Left Voice. Like I like I've been saying, they've been doing some excellent work lately. Uh, so so shout out to them for covering what's going on with this Starbucks website. And they did actually he did actually include a link to it. I think that's right here. It's one starbucks.com. We are one Starbucks. I mean it's it's very flowery corporate speak. Um, it's it's. Yes, we need we need the protections of unions. Um, you know, the the union in general has more power collectively to fight against management because they can do the one thing that an individual cannot, which is hold out the collective labor from management and stop the profitability of the organization. Yeah. So this is again what the partner benefits are, and how much did did Starbucks spend on this in? alone just making this website yeah. so very interesting it can take 12 to 13 months for a union so they're giving you facts yeah. uh, i i think that there is no opt-out so you know it's 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 fear-mongering tactics because they don't want right. a union um yep i th i think it would be interesting if you actually put it to a vote to the to the shareholders, to the to the general shareholders, not to the majority yep. shareholders that actually <laughs> vote as a publicly traded company. I think you'd find that a lot of them actually did did support 
a union for the employees. So, yeah. and I, I did hear a couple things about like how somebody wanted you to go into the store and say, we believe in unionizing and you know, say, that's what your name is. Uh, you know, first name is <laughs> we love last name unions. And they're like, if we yell that yeah. out in the store, then we'll get fired. We'll get fined and we'll get in trouble. Like, damn. Okay. So that, that's, what's going yep. on with the Starbucks propaganda. Uh, I'm going to take it off the screen because I don't even want to show it anymore. But the second story here is um, is this REI workers. So again, oh yeah, yep. REI, another retail outlet where the employees are trying to unionize, and the company at you know, this is the, the Lower Manhattan store. All star <laughs> Sharon Zhang. Thank you again, Sharon Zhang, doing stellar work as she does every every week. And again, nobody gets it all right all the time, but but she's one of the people that that I trust and rely on for accurate quality data and great articles. And I think that we've got a, several people in here like that this week. Actually, just about everybody we we, we cover. Uh, really, really solid, yeah. solid stuff. Again, we, we've curated, we've read a ton of mainstream and independent media. And this is, we, we pick one story basically per day at this point, maybe, maybe a second one, but, but in yeah. curating all this, this is, this is what we're finding in, in a seven day stretch. And we're updating this stuff seven days a week. I'm, Put out a ton of content. So, again, unionizing REI workers in Lower Manhattan launched a petition requesting that they stop its union busting campaign. Yeah. <clears throat> Soho, they failed to unionize oh. last month, refused to voluntarily recognize the union, even though they constantly tout its supposedly pro progressive values, right? Collaborative working environment. They pulled out intimidation yeah. tactics and other anti-union moves. So, so what are they saying? And here's a link to the petition again. Here's a link in the chat to the article itself. I'll drop that in there. Okay. So in the petition, they're saying that the employer has been forcing workers to attend anti-union meetings, company executives, like, like I was exactly talking about, where they kind of discourage you, but there's nothing on the record. Uh, they have you yeah. attend these <laughs> mandatory meetings. Uh, sometimes it's a one-on-one. -on -one. Sometimes it's in a group setting where there's a manager talking in front of a whole group of of people that are at similar or multiple levels. Uh, Anti-union flyers are getting handed out. I know there's been stuff about uh, placed in in company bathrooms. Yeah, right? they filed for representation with the retail, wholesale, and department store union, which is what the Amazon workers I remember were were trying to also uh, organize through. That's the RWDSU. So again, though the company touts that it's a co-op, employees say management doesn't hold true to its values, to its purported values at least. Right. Right. So much like Starbucks is, oh, oh, they need union representation, unsafe working conditions, a tangible shift in culture at work that doesn't seem to align with the values that brought most of us here. Right. right? Again, I'm not sure if that's that's protective gear or time off for sick time or more to take care of family if they have gotten sick or time off if you have the effects of the jabby jab if you decide to go get one um right to all of us that means employees uh, need a seat at the table and again so they're trying to unionize rather than just just co-op which also is interesting but what they're yeah. saying is is that as a co-op they're not really, it's really structured more top down 
and the bosses are getting the um the the lion's share of the say and they're not being properly represented so again progressive customer has been frustrated 25 minute on its anti-union website another one that had an anti-union website similarities yeah. to starbucks see again and sharon's all over it she knows right there REI's is chock full of misinfo about unions, contains vague threats about how any union what I'd like to what I'd like to see her do is actually go through and point by point take apart what misinformation and vague yeah, vague threats about how any union contract made of cutting hours or benefits, or that again, it's final. Yeah. So, so that that's yeah. what's going on at REI. And then We've also got our friends and our, our not-so-much friends. Amazon's anti-union scare tactics. What are they doing? Yep. Right. Probably, uh, I'm betting a website. Well, it's it's more than that, but yes. They, <laughs> they, they said they might try to cut pay to the minimum wage if workers vote in favor of unionizing. I, I don't even know how they could do that. I mean, not with state and federal laws. Big shout out to right. Kenny Stansel. He's been knocking it out this week. He had like four or five articles that made the top top seven or eight. And that's uh, uh that every day. That's pretty, pretty solid this week out of seven days. So, um, again, during a mandatory well, just... anti-union meeting Wednesday. Again, man mandatory. That's what they're doing to these guys. And I think this is yeah. Staten Island. This is one of the Staten Island... Um, warehouses but this union buster said that the negotiation phase of the process is called collective bargaining and in the in the negotiation there are no guarantees you could end up with better the same or worse than you already have so again they're saying that they're going to actually lose ground potentially collective bargaining which traditionally has not really happened jfk8 yeah. like i said it's it's a sprawling one in, in staten island we've we've covered jfk8 and we covered that three, yep. three Amazon warehouses are currently in the in the process of of attempting to unionize. Yep. Um, I'll tell them. you, Chris Legion did a phenomenal video about uh, the the hidden ways that corporations union bust and discourage union unionization among their employees, um, and yeah. how they punish people that even talk about it. Right. So. Right. Again, supporting all the workers, exposing that that this union busting is happening, and that corporations are afraid. The reason why they're doing this is because they're afraid. They're discouraging their workers from from organizing and from collectively bargaining with them. And look at that. ALU is led by our friend Chris Smalls, friend of the show, former employee of JFK, JFK who was fired after he organized a walk a walkout protest almost two years ago. Can you imagine? We've been following Chris Smalls' life and story, and Chris Smalls has been a a crazy, you know, and an, a passionate activist out there for almost two years at this point. That's just remarkable. I mean, we heard about yeah. him because he was talking about how there was no protective gear in the Amazon warehouses, and he wasn't going to stand for it. And it's it's really frightening and they did nothing to really protect him and, and protect the people in the warehouse and in the end he ended up being fired 
Okay, mostly for being no. mouth, for, for being a mouthpiece and for speaking out against the company and for being a whistleblower. Again, more than 100 workers are organizers for the independent union. They filed nearly two dozen complaints with the NLRB alleging that they illegally threaten employees. Loss of pay. This is what happened in Bessemer. We know about all this. We talked about this last month. And again, yep. NLRB throughout the settlement, uh, throughout the results of the election because of the amount of influence that the company had tried to illegally impart on the process and on the outcome of the election. Where I believe only about 16 or 17% of the total employees voted at all. And then they got a yeah. terrible, terrible showing on top of it. Right? Yeah, they got so, crumbs pretty much, if anything. So, um, again, it is illegal for employers to prevent, interfere with, or retaliate against any employee's unionization efforts. Have to go <clears throat> be 100% clear. This is illegal. Yep. Who's going to enforce it? And that's what the company's counting on, that they've bought all the jailers. They've bought all the cops on the street. Here, make the threat and try to walk it back. But once you poison the well, you can't take it back. Doesn't oh. mean the threat wasn't made and heard by all. Yeah, great. Okay, it's, it's just like when you say something in front of a jury and it's like, strike that from the record. Great. Jury still heard it. Yeah. Yeah. It just means that in the future, when somebody reads about the case, they can't read what the jury actually was influenced by. It's actually kind of bad in a lot of ways. Um, right. So, again, this keeps going. Great job, Kenny. I'm hopefully, again, I'm, I'm trying to get them, uh, the, the Common Dream staff, for some interviews uh, on upcoming Friends of Indie Left. And I've reached out to them, and we started to have some conversations. So look for that, hopefully, in the upcoming future. But I'm a huge fan of this outlet. You know, look, again, not everyone is perfect. Some of them have takes and, and angles that we're going to disagree with. But this is one one of the best ones out there. And they routinely, on a daily basis, put out quality stories. And they, in my opinion, have the best overall writing staff of seven, eight, ten people. When you collectively add them up together, just every single one of them, top quality, great, great content, great takes, and, and great writing. So... Shout out to Common Dreams. And we're going to have a couple more Common Dreams articles coming up. But that's the end of our labor segment. And we covered labor a bunch last week. This is more union bustings that's happening. And I think everybody really needs to hear about this. And again, it's not just Amazon. Yeah. It's Starbucks. It's REI. It's a lot of these Fortune 500 companies that are just scared because their union, their, their employees are actually getting together and saying, we deserve better. We're not going to We're not going to take this anymore. So we're, we're mad as hell. We're not going to take it anymore. Okay. So take it anymore. Let's, let, let, let's say hey to some chat. Uh, I saw Nikki in there. Radical leftist agenda. I saw uh, human love solidarity. Blue moon. Lucy. Uh, I know, saw. Transparency is here. Human love uh, solidarity. Quaker here. analyst. Hi, Quaker. Eric. Is Eric still here? I don't yeah. know. I didn't see. Um, I think so. E. Heller. Oz was here for a second. Nice, nice. I saw, I saw Warren. What's going on, fams? Everybody's hanging out. This is great, man. Love it, love it, love it. So Transmarxist, yeah. hi, Emma. Valerie, hi, hi, everybody. Trinity Charleston, Fanto's that's not here. a real person. Fanto! What's going on? 
That's exactly right. We have nothing to lose but our chains. Transmarxist. Profound. Profound. It yeah. sounds like somebody said that somewhere before in life. Um, or, yeah. Breaker of Chains. Uh, something, something. Invalorian. Uh, yeah, some, something, something. Yeah. 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 The, don't something, something. Yeah, all work and no play. Right, that's what it is. Make Homer something, something. Uh, okay, so next story we're going to go to is, again, another Common Dreams article. And it's another Kenny Stancil. What do you know? Told you, he knocked it out this week. Uh, this one got me so angry and crestfallen and... Uh, I don't even exasperated. Exasperated are the best words that I can use to describe it. Um, yeah. But when I I read a report that just six percent of U.S. House seats are expected to be competitive thanks to rigged congressional gerrymandered maps. Again, yeah. and it's not just a law. And then alongside a wave of voter suppression laws that are mostly being put in place by the GOP, but not all of them. Yeah. Okay. In a major blow to the democratic principle that lawmakers are accountable to the voters who can remove them from office, the vast majority of seats in the in the House are becoming non-competitive, a trend that threatens right. right. But again, it's not just the Republican seats, okay, that threatens to exacerbate extremism and incumbents in solidly red districts, but it also exacerbates incumbents in solidly blue districts. And I'm sure they're going to get to that as well. I, I, I hope they will at least. Right. Okay. So several months into the decimal and dece decennial redistricting process or de decennial, uh, I don't remember how, how that's pronounced, but One of those ways. 335 congressional districts has, have been redrawn as of Thursday and just 27 of them are considered competitive meaning neither yeah. one have an advantage of more than five points. So okay. they're being drawn to the extremes. They're being drawn to have parties win or to have certain groups of people win certain districts. Yeah, classic in gerrymandering. The, in the end, well, yes, and, and then only have a handful that actually makes up the difference. So in this case, now it's only 6%. If as many as 94% of representatives are running in relatively safe districts, that means that when voters show up at the polls, the, de the contest will already be decided. Their votes won't matter. Now, what the argument is going to be, to be made is, is that, well, that's the ideology that's going to overwhelmingly match the, the majority of the population of that district, potentially, and that yeah. any person representing that group would represent them but we all know that the big money candidate if you have one party a unit party on either side is just going to get bought out by the corporations because corporate democrats do just as much as corporate uh you know it's, it, it's corporate republicans sorry i got i got i got thrown off by the chat because <laughs> Human Law Solidarity wrote something in a foreign language, and I thought it was gobbledygook for a second, one of those restream bots, and I'm like, wait, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> so, again, over the past year, Common Dreams has reported, as they have reported, GOP-controlled states have supplemented their tidal wave of voter suppression laws by redrawing congressional and state legislative maps in ways that yeah. disenfranchise Democratic-leading communities of color. 
and give Republicans outsized representation. Okay, because what they focused on is a state level uh, infiltrate you know, takeover of of the yeah. country. So they didn't just focus on the 535 federal seats. They focused on all the right. locals. They focused on the state yep. governors, and the majority of state governors are Republican at this point, and the majority of state legislatures yep. at this point are, are Republican, and they're setting a lot of the redistricting in states where they are not, where an independent commission is not required. Right. It allows like, them to stack up state courts and allows like them to Michigan. stack fucking... Yep. Like Michigan, I mean, it's, for it's example, just... voted for recently or in the last couple of years to have an independent redistricting commission to remove the gerrymandering. And it's three people, I believe, from each side plus an independent or something like that for some kind of right. representation, of course. Independents underrepresented as always, but at least if we have somebody there. Yep. So there we go. Of course, Texas rigged congressional boundaries to slash the number of competitive U.S. House seats from 12 to 1. Doubling number of safe GOP seats from 11 to 22 in the process. They ripped up Texas. Yep. And they eliminated seats that were that, that previously were represented, that had more people of color represented, and now those people are being kind of washed in a larger district that includes a more affluent, wealthy, white population as well, which is... Unfor horribly unfortunate. Here you go. It's it's illegal yep. and it's gross and it's depriving them of services as well. So again, despite nearly gaining nearly two million Hispanic residents and more than half a million black residents, Republicans didn't draw a single new majority Latino or majority black congressional district. Of course not. Majority white areas in Houston and Austin. Which also I'm sure had yep. growth, but not to the level of Right, and here you go. Sign a sign. Uh, so Texas is going to be a bellwether of things to come in Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, places where they control all three branches at the state level. Okay, yeah. Diminishing number of competitive seats has far-reaching implications. If only 6% of seats are up for grabs, most of them will no longer have to worry about the general and will instead play to the party's base and the primaries. And I will give the... Uh, you know, primaries are everything. I once heard somebody say a long time ago. I won't even give credit for who it is, but we, some of us know who that is. But primaries right. have have now become everything. Um, GOP incumbents in solidly red districts, in particular, have moved further right to avoid being unseated by more reactionary primary challengers, which we've seen. So Eric Cantor, for example, who was one of the top-ranking House officials, and he was an to be considered an extreme righty, but even still, the Tea Party put had had him pushed out by an even further extreme right right wing candidate, who's done by the way, who did nothing as a as representative in Congress, um, yeah, never rose to any power of any kind of leadership or ascension. I mean, who unseated Eric Cantor? Nobody knows. Nobody remembers. He didn't do anything. Yeah, people knew who Eric Cantor was. I he was going to be the next Speaker of the House. Yep. And then he got beat. I definitely remember the name. Right? So, why? Because yep. he was one of the, honestly, he was, uh, you know, as a Jewish guy, he was one of the few Jewish Republicans that made it into Congress at all. And 90% yep. uh, of the 
the the representation for the Jewish community is is in the Democratic Party, uh, which is really yeah. interesting considering the way that the far right the, that the Republican Party embraces Israel. But a lot of that, of course, is because of the end time stuff that that goes along yeah. with Christian fundamentalism. And this is a somewhat long yeah. article. Oh, look at that! We ended it right here. So again, Brennan, Senator for Justice, nah, never a big fan, but stress of Senate Democrats, full reformers. So again, a lot of this is right, right wing bad, right wing bad, right wing bad, but left wing, uh, not left wing, but Democrats are just as um, bad when it comes to trying to get third parties off the ballots. Now they are fighting the voter suppression in a lot of these in a lot of these cases, but they want to gerrymander districts just as much so that they can yep. you know, they want to win too. Uh what we want to see are independent commissions represented by all sides so that everybody in the in the community is is properly represented. Yep. So uh that is the House and that's congressional elections. Are they a big waste of money? Well, according to this, again. I think I saw like how many billions of dollars were wasted on congressional elections and how many congressional districts. Yeah, they're not even six percent influence. I mean, it's it's absolutely bonkers. And who's getting rich in all this? Who's getting rich? The lobbyists, Uh, local news agencies, news. Right. Yeah, I mean, well, not even local news agencies. It's the big media companies that are getting the ad dollars from the defense contractors. Again, this is part of the Fortune five hundred cycle where they're where they're influencing buying off congress and and making sure that all and not just congress but now at the state level too ensuring that these districts are uncompetitive so that they can it makes it easier for them to to decide how to influence congress so again big shout to kenny stancil thank you for that one that's a really killer article um again human love solidarity trans marxist no, I know you're not a bot. I saw that you were there. It's just I saw it and <laughs> I'm sorry about that. That's really funny. Um, I'm glad I wasn't the only one who didn't remember. Ed, you know. No, I I, I knew that. Uh, no. Who's 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 David Bratt? Who did I, did I miss yeah. something? I guess yeah. so. Uh, okay, so um, the primary is where locals make a change because it's like a lottery. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So that is our Congress congressional. So not only is it a big waste of money, but when they do get in there, and that's what the next story is going to be, and I'm going to say Congress does its job badly. And how do they do it badly? Because we need answers about what happened with this mass surveillance from the CIA and the only organization and body in the world that has influence and that can see what the CIA is doing and call them. Ah, David Brad is the guy who beat Cantor. Thank you. That's I knew the name was familiar. Eight. It's eight. Okay, so we need answers about this mass surveillance. Okay, they justified why. Okay, they they ensure the Fourth Amendment's vitality in the modern age, and this is from the Electronic Frontier Foundation, published through Common Dreams. So they're also co-publishing great articles where they the CIA has admitted, according to a declassified report. By the Privacy and Civil Liberties Oversight Board, CIA surveillance program, reminiscent of the mass surveillance programs conducted by NSA. Again, Canadian truckers. Do you yep. see what's going on here? All right. Yes, I do. 
how this yep. is all interconnected we, and 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 how frightening this all can potentially be but right they can they can look up all those but they can't find anyone that you know made a phone call to a mr jeffrey epstein they can't do any of that stuff you no, know they can they have all that they're just yeah. not, not letting us yep. they're, they're not doing that yeah so not only are they yep. allowing okay so this newly declassified data collection program is carried out in conjunction and again how many more times does edward Snowden need to be proven right before we bring this right. guy home yep. free edward Snowden, well, not free but but release the the charges on edward Snowden. i know that he's free to stay where he is yep. in russia and siberia or wherever the hell he is right now but let that man come home um and, and, free, and the guy who published that prisoners. information Speaking of which, I know that yep. Misty was doing an event, uh, and she was promoting an event that was something about free all political prisoners as well. So, wanted to give a shout out to yep. Misty as well. Misty Winston so, uh, at Sarcasm Start as uh, Comrade You're Misty. Doing it. Yeah, she's doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And then again, we're going to get to some of the plugs and some of the things. She's also going to be doing an event next uh, in on April 10th through 12th in Washington D.C. Uh, in conjunction with the End the Damn Wars group. And that's going to be yeah. to commemorate the three-year anniversary of when Julian Assange was taken from the Ecuadorian embassy and put in Belmarsh. So, again, Ron Wyden, Martin Heinrich already pressing for the release of even more info. That's good. Okay, re partially redacted letter sent to DNI and CIA, CIA director. Why is that redacted? They call for the public release for the full report. So staff recommendations document. We know the CI collects a vast amount of data. Yeah, of course they do. Um, right. So programs seem to exist outside to, the jurisdiction of either the courts or Congress, given that even the Senate Intelligence Committee was left in the dark about this program. And do you think this is the only yep. one? Okay. $788 billion, nope. $770 billion. And we're going to give them more next year, of course. Thanks, Joe. And and I They've been watching American Dad too much. They really like to show the continue, you know? Well that that's so, part of the military budget, but but where's the black budget for the yep. CIA? Because that's where this is coming from. Right. Which that's on top of that. And they're all fighting by, for federal funding. Which is voted by a secret committee, you know, hidden in a small room by a small number of people, and their budget is unlimited effectively and secret. So not only is there a way of preventing curious and prying eyes of CIA agents from pulling up data about their friends and family, there's no good way to audit agents' activity after the fact. That's frightening. Hope you don't know a CIA agent. Yes, it is. Yep. Yep. Right. In the past, NSA officers used to often spy, use their invasive surveillance powers to survive to spy on significant others i think that was one of the things that snowden came out with if i remember correctly yeah yeah 2013 yep. wapo okay declassification is urgent absolutely fourth amendment is not for sale act <clears throat> which is what they're trying to pass Regardless of their legal justification or any technical means of collection and storage, Congress must act fast to ensure the Fourth Amendment's vitality in the modern age. Yeah. yeah. Protect our privacy, protect our data. Yep. Okay. Okay, but looking at my data. Guy? Who are these guys? 
staff attorney at the EFF Civil Liberties team. He works yep. on the Coders Rights Project. They're really they're really good people. I know they were getting involved with uh, with Sharif's Women's uh, International uh, Rally that's going to happen next month. Yeah. So that's one thing that Congress is doing badly is they're not protect they're not uh, protecting our privacy and they are messing up when it comes to the CIA and mass surveillance and oversight there. The other thing that they're messing up with. Big shout out to my brother, Richard Medhurst. And this wasn't Pepper on his Substack, but he actually published this on his website, richardmedhurst.com. I highly encourage everybody to sign up at richardmedhurst.com as well for email alerts. Uh, I think this is actually tied to like a separate mailing list than his Substack. Um, all of his interviews are here. This is actually a really solid website that he put together. So articles, interviews, bio, Little store, and I'll I'll show you some of the Uncle Joe's Rainbow Coalition Death Cult stuff. Mona actually designed it. Unity, and every time he does Unity, I flip out. So I got to drop a super chat so he does that because it's been too long since I heard him do that. And and considering grab, what's going on right now, and be Indy awesome. saying Unity like that, please right. for me. No, nice. we just clip that audio. That would be great. Thank you. <laughs> Jesse Jet's um, gonna put that in a song for me. Um, yeah. So certain people yeah. on social media or in, okay, so sanctions, I, I skipped the headline. U.S. sanctions are a crime against humanity. And this guy does an like, 11 and yes. a half minute take that absolutely rips the fucking cover off sanctions, destroys it. Okay. And oh. now, why? Because he's actually dealing with it because he's actually got family members that are dealing with it on a day-to-day -day basis. And what they say basis. is beyond gross. So. There are certain yeah. people on social media or in governmental office who he's not going to mention since it's not about who, okay? But they think sanctioning a country is some sort of humane way to coerce a country as opposed to bombing it, right? Blatantly stating right. that the objective is to bully them into ob obeying Western and United States foreign policy. Basically yep. saying that it's good that foreign policy and that the U.S. bullies other countries and coerces and intimidates them. Let's just starve the people instead of bombing them. I mean, it's, it's gross. It's disgusting. I totally agree with him. It's despicable. Uh, and the, well, this even idea that sanctions are mine, less brutal is, is ignorant, which 100%. Yeah. yeah. Well, even if you do fall in line, you you, you know, you, you, you get what? Like, look, you know, Iran had their, like, they did what we asked, essentially, right? You know, and then they got screwed over again and again until, you know, we were back in their country, like, as an uh, invading force, pretty much, like. And even when you do listen to us and follow, like, so, like, what? They, they they listen to the sanctions, they do what we ask, and then what? Like, you know, so it, it just seems like a preemptive monetary and, like, resource strike before you, like, siege warfare kind of nonsense, you know? Yep. So 100%. you're making sure they can't get food and water. You know, it's it's almost as good as a blockade for the most part. Electricity. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. Vital resources, medicine. So again, he's gonna get yep. it. He's gonna get into a little. Again, I highlight. This is a bit of a longer piece too. Spoke to two of his cousins. What do they tell him? That's so bad that they would rather live under the war again. They'd rather live under bombs raining down than live under sanctions. 
Okay, now, Ronnie, yeah. it's one of his cousins, and I've seen Ronnie on stream before. He's great. Shout out to Ronnie. Okay. Uh, he's been out of Syria for a year. He lives in Canada, if I remember correctly. And his other cousin left just a few months ago, and they said they would rather or prefer to live under the war than under sanctions. So, yeah. again, just... At least you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. Like, in spring and autumn, the, elect you know. the electricity is gone for three hours, and then it's off for three hours, and then it's on for three hours. People are actually happy because yeah. it's not as bad now or in the summer. Right? You can't get yeah. any mazut or fuel to put in the heater, so you can't even heat yourself during the winter. In his grandmother's yeah. house, if they wanted to heat themselves, they'd have to get maybe 50 liters. That'll last you barely two weeks. And can you imagine yeah. having only two weeks of heating in the winter? Oh, oh my God. And good luck fighting. Yeah, that's just... As a result, the price of fuel is doubled because of the sanctions. They can't just cut cut the subsidies to fuel. Right? These are mountainous regions, people. Right. They you get can't cold. get bread. Wait in line for hours to be given a bag. Okay. Yeah. Literal bread lines. Yes. Literal bread Not lines. Yeti. Yes, Yeti. 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 With the bread lines show. But the, the only yeah. bread lines in Syria were created by U.S. sanctions. It's simply a US fact. sanctions. Because he said. Yeah, we in have. The yes. In, in the past, he used to go to the bakery and they'd go and get bags of bread. Like five bags that were full. So he personally what? has experienced this. Oh. Effing F. Yeah. Our <laughs> like. Yeah. What the effing uh, F is right. Uh, no clue what's you know, happening in Venezuela. Again, this is another thing where they talk about. They just sit in their armchairs. And again, this is a, effectively, I think, a transcript of Richie's fire take, which is awesome. All right. Yeah. Brainwashed. Grown up their entire lives in the American bubble and not really thought about what sanctions do. They've never been to these places. So, so accurate. So true. And so sad that this is what's actually happening and this is what's determining the livelihoods and, and the life you know the life expectancies and the lives of these people uh again yep. so disgusting and arrogant they think they understand everything and are rational they're responsible because they're not savage they don't want to bomb people why don't they just leave them the hell alone and that's i think what right there what, what his question is okay yeah let me, let me play you this clip from Madeleine Albright in the 90s, when it was half a yeah. million children. We we know all about that. And and her friend, uh, her friend Nana. Or at least, yeah. oh, at least she the went person to who was on her to fucking, interview her. I don't know. I wouldn't call her a friend. What did she, she fucking go to? The Munich Security Conference. Check out, yeah, who, again. check out the latest lefty at the Munich Security Conference. That's all I'm going to say right there. I don't want to say anymore. Oh, God. All right. Yeah, I know. And who sponsors Fucking the Munich Security Conference and who's speaking at the Munich Security Conference and what they're all about. But okay. Oh, um, yeah, they're good people. Yeah. Some, I assume, very are good leftist, people. Very, very leftist organization for sure. Okay. So uh, half a million children with those sanctions were killed and they say the price was worth it. I wouldn't say they, but Madeleine Albright and the monstrous neo-libs and yeah. the 1990s Democratic Party feels it was worth it. Okay, how are you yeah, any better than Saddam Hussein? Oh, God. Right? They're not going to tell you this on yeah, the news because they want you to believe the sanctions are humane. They're not. They're evil. They're illegal under international law. Unilateral sanctions imposed by the United States are illegal. And so strong. Yep. Such fire. Watch this video. It's, 
I just went through it. Richie is one of my favorite people on this planet. And one of these days, I'm going to yep. talk to him again. Um, love him to death. Love you, brother. Thank you. Thanks for calling attention. Yes, sir. Sanctions are murder, and sanctions are a crime against humanity, and they should end. <sighs> All right. Next, next, next. Oh, more friends of the show. We got friends of Indy left all over. So we're going to get to that in a second. Trans Marxist elite think tank, uh, elite think tanks full of imperialists stemming from the Eastern British establishment control U.S. foreign policy. True, true. More often than not. Totally agree there. Emma, yep. thank you. Um, it's great. Uh, I, I love, I love seeing, yeah. seeing all the friends of the show in there and, Quaker, Quaker analyst, yeah. which uh, uh, anarchist, I guess, I guess you're not Quaker socialist anymore. So now, now, now we've evolved now to Quaker analyst. <laughs> but free them all. Uh, so, hopefully, he still gets that oatmeal. You know, she, she, uh, Sundiata, Akoi Leonard. Oh, oh, Sundiata, Akoi Leonard Peltier, Doctor Matulu Shakur, Mumia Abu Jamal, Doctor Joy Powell, Kamal. Kamal Shakidi, uh, uh, I'm missing to Shakidi Mom, Jamal Al, Jamil Al Amin. I'm sorry yeah. for butchering these names. Rochelle McGee, Verona Bowser's, Kojo Bamani, Sabubu Ed Poindexter. Uh, I'm, I'm missing some. It, it cut it that's off. A weird, that's a weird Sabubu Poindexter is a fucking no, no, name. Ed Poindexter is a different one. No, it, 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 it's, it's just like a big run on yeah. thing that. That the, the chat's yep. not not picking up, which is really funny. But um, so we have gotten so far to sanctions. We've gotten to Congress. We've gotten to employers, and now we're going to get yep. to more corporate shenanigans and screwing people over. And make now, that a little bigger for me, would you? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. hold on. Yeah, baby. Uh, where's the? I had to. It's if also the uh, fucking night mode for um oh for, yeah dark uh, blinding eyes as Roy eyes say. my eyes are blind yeah. oh that's so um, funny. yeah there's no way to put yeah, to put green from, into dark mode I don't believe but friend of the show Fiorella yeah. Isabel Convo Couch wrote an article this week uh actually had done a story and I. I watched her takes uh, this week she had done on the Convo Couch. She wrote this last Sunday, and I mentioned it very briefly, walked through it a, a, a little bit of it, but hadn't really on had time to go stuff, through it. She had, yeah. gotten, she had gotten, like, it pulled from either Twitter or hmm. Substack once, right? Substack, it was did, like, they said that she was sharing, like, some right. kind of personal information, which she wasn't, or that she, she didn't have permission, which she did. And, um, right from the people who put this information in here, so we figured we'd get it on YouTube in case Substack pulled it. So, um, <laughs> but uh, so the company, so T-Mobile employees speak out against vaccine mandates to fire hundreds of unvaccinated workers by April second. When's that? And how far is that away? That's a couple like four weeks. Four weeks. Four or five weeks out now. Five yeah. weeks. All right. So right. basically, and and it's so, not a small number of people. Yeah. So the company's chosen to mandate a magenta pass and is denying most workers exemptions. Leaks documents show coercion, retaliation, and an attempt to dismiss the HIPA rights of working employees. Yeah, HIPAA, so rights, are, HIPAA rights are the healthcare privacy yep. 
Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they're very, the same very important. Doctor patient confidentiality. Yeah. It's, they're, yes. You know, you know it's not only that, but it's also your online, you know, your online files and the, and who has access yep. and rights to them. And you have to yep. expressly be able to give permission to anybody for them to see your medical file. And part of mm -hmm. what's going on here, and you'll see, is they're requiring these employees to to give a third party doctor, um, yeah, of the companies access to the medical file to review, and right, that is, I believe, illegal. I'm not sure how how they're getting away with this, but we'll, we'll yeah, we'll get get to all this. And again, oh. despite that Supreme Court ruling. Right. Yeah. President Joe Biden's attempts to allow the federal government to force vaccine mandates on private businesses. Some private companies can still choose to mandate vaccinations from workers. One such business is T-Mobile. Can they hear us now? That's T-Mobile, right? Or is that that's AT&T? Which one has that now? Uh, T-Mobile uh, is, is Sprint. They, they merged with Sprint. Yeah. Sprint. So who will terminate most unvaccinated employees by April 2nd? Many reached out to relay their anger concerns and overall sentiments on the behind the scenes actions taken by T-Mobile. So right. emails, T-Mobile employees documents should leak to me from a current employee who wishes to remain anonymous for fear of retaliation. The company has also denied most exemptions. They reportedly also did not inform employees of the two tier deadlines until this past January 28th. So forced to go into unpaid leave until they can prove it to be fully vaccinated by the final April deadline. One, once vaccinated, they receive what the company calls a magenta pass. And even employees working in mostly remote positions will need it. And that's Employee by tomorrow, all by the way. Yeah. Yeah. So by tomorrow, right? So the employee told me that because she was afraid of losing her job, she got the first vaccine, but still did not want to be forced to get the second. Most of these employees, she said, were considered essential during the pandemic and are now at risk of losing their livelihood. Right. So, so then this is the article that, that uh, the, the letter yeah. that they sent out to their employees, right? Yeah. So, so their employee exemptions show that like while most positions uh, are affected, managers are in one form or another, right? Yep. So frequently, while some entry-level retail worker positions are not re required full vaccination yet, even though they tend to frequently interact with people, one reason for this, according to a male source who works at the company call center, is because the company does not own all store locations. They cannot dictate what resellers require from employees. As I said, it's because they need to retain higher numbers of available employees for these entry-level retail positions. Um... Right. So, so what's again going on here is that uh, they're not mandating, you know, they, they don't want to mandate for the retail employees. So it's, it's not even that, that's what fee meant by this, this two tiered system is yeah. that uh, the workers for corporate themselves are all going to be required to and mandatory vaccinations. But the people in the retail stores that are actually engaging with the public that are showing them the phones that are face to face with the with the people that, they're not required to be vaccinated. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. So, exactly. And well, if you round enough money, you're, you know, like immune to uh, COVID is what I heard. So, you know, right. that's... So, uh, T-Mobile is at will. 
right? So meaning they can terminate yeah. for any time, but it also means that the employer can change the, the terms. It also means that the employee can leave at any moment that they want. That's that's also Brave. part of that. It was not altered further. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Most countries do not have this structure and can only dismiss a worker with cause. Right, but, but in the U.S., every state minus Montana is assumed to work at will, leaving employees vulnerable to arbitrary dismissal, a limited or on-call schedule, and cuts in pays and benefits. So, right. yeah, fucking shit all around. This, yeah. however, can be changed legally via contract and through other means, including collective bargaining. For this reason, the political leanings of the company play a huge role, and as I'm told... T-Mobile as a company leans very liberal. An example of the scant power T-Mobile employees hold showed when the company closed many locations during the pandemic and according to several employees crammed those left into stores to assert that they were still providing many jobs. My source also stated that T-Mobile is mass hiring at call centers to offset the people they'll be losing. So they're now starting to outsource to going to lower paying jobs here is the email that they sent out or, or the documentation about this magenta pass. I mean, this is a private company telling people about their health care and, and what they're requiring to do with their health care. Okay. And then here is fees talking about, she specifically talks to workers who are being silenced, who are having problems and the reasons why they're, they're they don't want to get the vaccination to begin with um how mm -hmm. they lean politically you've got quite a bit of of information this is not anecdotal necessarily um though she is talking to one-off people this is representative okay so again we've yeah. got and and we've got three workers that she spoke with again i i I read ahead. I watched her art. She did a video this week on both the convo couch. I highly encourage watching Fiorella's explanation of all of this on the convo couch, as well as with yep. Nico House. She spent a half hour with Nico earlier this week talking about this. But again, I didn't see it covered very many in, other, in very many other places. I thought it was really important because I said uh, to somebody back in August when I first heard Fauci talking on Meet the Press. I I was asked by somebody who covers the morning Monday morning news to to, to watch yeah. a segment on Meet the Press, and I watched Fauci on Meet the Press, and I said, "Oh my God, he's calling for private employer mandates like now." This was back in August. I said, "This is going to tear the country apart." Goes, I was asked, "What, what do you mean?" Well, if you're right. going to tell a private employee that their company is going to have to dictate that they get the shot in order to keep their job. You're going to have mass people quitting. You're going to have uh, uprisings. You're going to have all kinds of problems that we've never seen in this country. I predicted this yeah. nine months ago. That anybody could have seen this coming. Honestly, it's it's not that hard to predict. All right, but yeah, it's just to what to what degree at that point did you think people were? You know, it's like, uh, I mean, from it's people aren't listening to a circle outside themselves, so they have no idea how many people oppose what they're thinking. Right. You know, so yep. yep, yep. So this person was actually fired. Someone who made a video and has been removed for violating company guidelines. Um, and and again, the backlash has been happening, and they are trying to get this suppressed 
Fiorella did do an interview where she wrote out some of the questions that, that people responded to. And again, I encourage you to read yeah. all of these responses. This is a pretty long article. Some of the emails that had gone back and forth from T-Mobile. Uh, the other thing that's happening here, again, is this third-party um, doctor that they're asking T-Mobile employees to sign a waiver of their HIPAA rights so that... Um, oh, God. Right, so that the, the, yeah. the company's doctor can verify whatever it is that their doctor is saying is going on as to on why the, they they should be given the on exemption. Top of it, you have you have Jimmy talked about recently how they're giving that 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 vaccine data up, you know the 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 gene sequencing stuff. Like, well, that and, and that's whatever. just it because when you give up your HIPAA rights, yeah. they then have rights to do whatever they want with that medical data. Data, and, right? And they could potentially be breached as well. I mean, how many companies have had their data breached, and now all of a sudden your private data is out there on the market, please? Um, and, and now that it's that they're essentially also taking your DNA to have it sequenced, you know, like on top of that. Yeah, worker the, one was a was uh, a Bernie supporter. Worker two is apolitical, who tends to be a registered Republican who leans libertarian. Okay, and register and, and number three is just a heartbreaking case of a current cancer patient. They're driving hours of travel to get to treatments. Their costs are thousands of dollars out of pocket. And if they did not have their job where they're making, I think it, she said 47000 a year, they wouldn't be able to pay any bills. They would lose their health insurance. They would, they could lose their life, I mean, very quickly and very easily. It's, yep. it's literally life and death. Yeah, 47000 a year on my own. My life can do a bestseller story. Oh, yeah. Heartbreaking. Okay. Vaccination is required in order to work on-site at your T-Mobile location. So again, this is what's going on. Yeah. Great job, Fee. Killing it. Thank you for, for reporting on this. Okay, here here is the thing. The form the employees were sent and where they'll have to sign away their HIPAA rights if they wish to proceed with an exemption. Yeah. So again, this is consequences. Uh, and Pasta pointed out that Shaq apparently got into a into a thing and he kept pointing back to, well, it's an if the if then that means that there are consequences for not getting this and and it's yeah. it's it's pretty sad. Um okay, once my health information is disclosed, it will become part of my T-Mobile employment record. So so now the credit companies can potentially have access to this as your employment record. I don't know how private this even is. Yeah. Not I'm not required to provide the above authorization and may refuse to sign this form. However, doing so may result in denial or delayed processing of my accommodation request. And they basically said that if you don't do this, we're going to deny your request. Yeah. But they didn't. they can't say it without saying it. And then this is the form that's being sent Highly invasive. All right, this is another person. They're they're very afraid of retaliation from the company. They've seen people already fired yep. from this. Right. Okay, walking on eggshells. Company feels like walking on eggshells, exactly. Yeah. That's right, what you is, do with narcissistic parents. But right. I digress. This is from the layoff and They'll retaliate against you if you do something, if you say something they don't like. 
more layoffs coming in the next 60 days. Yeah. And you can see this Jeez. is what's going on on these on these message boards. That's, they just realigned consumer markets in summer of 2021. Oh, how interesting. What subreddit is that? I wonder what subreddit is that? Um, is it walking on edge? No, that's the name of it. Oh, this is a, uh, an online forum layoff. called The Layoff. Yeah, okay. it looks like Reddit. It does look like Reddit, but it's just a message board yeah, or a bulletin board. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, kudos. Um, Again, senior VP of sales, George Fisher. Maybe this is why, you know, like there are certain names that are messaged, but that's in an email that yeah. was sent to an employee who gave permission to put that out. Okay. Mm. And, and providing growth strategies and anonymous whistleblower who didn't even share their real name, sent data proving the T-Mobile's mandate is at least questionable. Now here's the actual, now Fiorell is getting sent employee counts. This is where it gets really interesting. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So, yeah. three quarters of their workforce is already vaccinated, right? They have 72,000 right. employees, which means that around 17,000 are unvaccinated. Employees are and these are the ones that they're going to fire. 17,000 right. people. Right. That's 30%. Like, what was that? Yeah. It's like you're talking around 30%, right? Like, right. Take off 77, 100 minus 77. What are we left with? Like, this is fairly easy math. Right. 94% um, of employee COVID cases. Right. So 62,000 and 66,000 were retail related. So they're not even, yeah. and they're exempted. So of the 66,000, taking all of them, all right. So taking into account these numbers, the mandate is due to 5% or 3,982 non-retail employees who got COVID out of right. 72,000. I mean, if, if this is indicative of what future uh, not, uh, companies, not just T-Mobile, right? You're talking about numbers of uh, essentially how much of the workforce being like... And this isn't who died from COVID. This isn't who got hospitalized from right. COVID. This isn't even necessarily who, who missed work necessarily much mm -hmm. from covid <laughs> who got right. COVID? 30 not less than four thousand yep. employees out of seventy two thousand. now again that's one this is one company yeah yeah right. yeah yeah so 73 percent reported no symptoms of the sixty six thousand exposures that they that they had reported so a yep. lot of numbers to show that this is a small problem that they're making a huge mandate across Mandate. the board to 72,000 people because of 3,900 people who got sick. What? Yeah. They don't want to see 72,000 people get sick, which is what they would say, but there's no guaranteeing that giving them the shot is going to get any more people less sick. It's just not. Yeah. I mean, I, I wish that was the case. and I hope YouTube doesn't kill my channel for that, but uh, I know these, I was, these numbers you were going these numbers yeah. statistically show that 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 it and something is not right here. Too. Right. Like, so again, here's New, here's Bill De Blasio in New York City. They're going to fire three thousand unvaccinated municipal workers for failing to get the jabby jab by the end of the week. Unreal. Yeah. So hopefully those people, I stand, we stand in solidarity with with the workers. Okay, that they should not have this have this vaccine forced on them, especially now that given 
the statistics that are coming out with more myocarditis, more heart stuff, more women's menstrual oh. issues, more effects with other medications, more, 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 oh. more every week. Right. Like, ha, yes. What the fuck? <laughs> it's pretty unbelievable, uh, right? So, like, ridiculous. Cloth masks don't work to stop the spread. Questionable that any, yeah. including N95s, do because the virus is airborne. Right? We're so talking about the Johns great Hopkins study, right? Yeah. I mean, if you haven't looked up what that actually is, I suggest you doing it for yourself. I know there's a bunch of, you know, Whitney's covered it. Fee and them have covered it. Slow News Day's covered it. Like, Jimmy's even covered it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, all those things, go go look up what that is for yourself. It's effectively, and, uh, it, you know, the... the yeah, it talks about that there's essentially that doctors should, are not providing treatment. Well, no, that but they should providing, vaccinate the people who need to be vaccinated versus vaccinating that, everyone. That, that and then, well. The declaration right. that they're declaring that you cannot vac vaccinate your way out of this pandemic because you're going pandemic. to only introduce further variants. On top of the right. fact that you won't, that, that, the vaccine, also, right. that you won't even give yeah. the vaccine, you won't even give the patent to half the world. So much, there's so much to it. I mean, I think about the stuff where it's like they're talking about, you know, that the doctors aren't doing anything other than like they might put you on the vent and that's it. They're not doing anything for like, no, I've heard, you know, I get uh, the that yes uh like vitamin d all that crap right like you know and just getting your overall health up and and a bunch of stuff you know like right. obesity you know uh, reducing the obesity right. uh, that, that yep. a large percentage of the people who were hospitalized yep. were obese and confirm you get healthier when you lose weight can confirm yeah okay. um, natural immunity can supplement the vaccination Okay, and and yeah. that has been proven again. Uh, this is the national review. Again, I I, I mentioned mental. Wow, like that's that. funny. Me, yeah, gets, I think crazy. I was watching the. I think I was watching Cavo Couch. <laughs> yeah, right? sounds like we both both have been. Um, because yeah. she does great work. Anonymity, of course. Yeah, good for you, Fee. This is fucking killer. Okay. Yeah. Right, controversial. Then yeah. she talks about what are the truckers protesting mandates. And have dominated independent media coverage, right? But the controversial truckers have halted economic production, transportation due to the pro due to their protests, which is exactly what we've been saying again since last summer. Truckers shut yep. down the trucks. Shut down the trucks. You will get what you want. You will get people talking. You will get activity. There was a video. Did I save it? I hope I saved it. Hong but there was a video of a guy. That's all I can say. Hong Kong of a, of a guy who's like, just just turn the trucks off. You don't even have to keep them. Just turn them off, hmm. right? Like New York has like three days if we don't drive there with food. Like you know, like they were talking about fucking, you know, and like yeah, no, it, yeah, just shut it down, right? Just shut it down, right? Like right. The problem you know, is, is that a lot of a lot of people, and especially the people who would be most affected, are the people who are living hand to mouth on a day to day basis. First, they would be most yep. affected first, and that's awful and i'm not yeah. advocating to starve out the inner city whatsoever no yeah. that's not what no, we need to i mean it, but look, you know what we need to do is that, plan for this effective. yeah and tell the yeah. guy the people they look guys this is what's coming and we'll we'll load you up with extra shipments for the next couple of weeks yeah find somewhere to store this stuff because yep. this is what's coming 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, we, we've got to give them a heads up and we all need to work together and we all need to plan this out effectively yeah. so that the ruling elite cannot, ha- cannot counter it and can't smash it because yeah. they've managed to smash everything. Uh, trucker, yeah, truckers are going to lose their licenses permanently. And that's, that's part of the thing we can negotiate in a settlement back because they're not going to be able to run without it. Unless you, you know, the problem is they're bringing the military, they're bringing the national guard, they're bringing in, yeah, yep. again, it's 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 getting it's getting ugly. But then, how much freedom do you really have to do your job? Let them find somebody yeah. else at that point. Um, again, they're finding Canadian arresting and imprisoning Canadian protesters up to a year in jail, fining up to hundred thousand dollars. They're going after GoFundMe people who are again. That has to do with the mandate. They're protesting yep. a mandate. They're protesting that this is having to be mandated across the board when 90% of the truckers are already uh, vaccinated. <clears throat> this is not about yeah. require. This is not about the shot itself. This is about the, the government mandate and the overreach of the mandate in this case, because it is still an experimental mm. drug. Right. The U S appears to be oh. at the beginning of a war an information war the beginning that begs the question, how much Americans are willing to fight for their own medical freedom and how much that conflict will wide, uh, how that conflict with how widely the government wants to exec- exert troll control for a supposed approach to public safety. One thing for certain, every time the U S yeah. government has events in which it must deal with security and safety of the nation, be it nine 11, January 6, COVID, it ends up ratcheting back civil liberties and amping up authoritarianism and takes away things that the American people seem to never get back. Absolutely. Killer stuff by fee. Great work. Yep. So that More of that, please. Bit. If anyone, anyone hasn't seen Convo Couch's stuff, go just go take a look at the trailer on their YouTube like channel. It's they they do great work. So there's the link in the chat to the yeah. article. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're not going to, we're going to try not to talk over each other. We usually don't do that. Uh, yeah. I thought we were doing pretty well. Yep. You know? All right. So that's fee. Oh, okay. So nice. we've got two more. Well, technically three more. Now that you sent me that other thing, let me set that up real quick here. You. Oh. Uh, well, Charlie Brown's revolution. Welcome. Welcome. Juan Gayan, Ayan, how are you? Welcome, welcome to the stream. Warren, like this new time and day, I do too. Thank you, thanks for everything. Yeah. Thank you so much for everybody chatting and hanging. I would think we're well over 100 chats. Thanks, Restream, for telling me that. Uh, diet, nutrition, lifestyle, early treatment have been buried as the in the BS narrative, absolutely. Again, vitamins, vitamin D, zinc. Okay, and taking multivitamins yeah. on a daily basis and regular exercise, which you couldn't necessarily do as well in the pandemic. By the way, have you seen what's happened to Peloton stock, which is all of that, all of a sudden apparently yep. gone into the tank? Yep. Yep. Right. right? Yes, so, have. They're a piece of shit company anyway, so, but, right, you let know. Me, let me do a thumbnail. I digress. Ah, thumbnail. Indie mean. The rent is too damn high. I don't want to. I don't want to. The rent is too damn high. Your ears, but you actually sent me something <laughs> later today, earlier today. But I had already planned this story a couple days ago. 
Uh, shout out to Josanna from Revolutionary Blackout Network. Um, um, she's terrific. She's Brazilian. She had actually shared this through an app called Newsbreak. Kristen Walters mm. had written this up, and this is literally a a woman in Florida who got an increase of twenty seven ninety to thirty nine hundred dollars per month in one year. Where, okay, where Palm Bay, Boynton yeah. Beach. Boy, oh god, like yes, this is condominium high rise renting, right? This Boynton is Beach. Yeah, this and Boynton is, Beach is like an hour and a half north of West Palm. Like that's not yeah the desirable area necessarily whatsoever right i mean look you know towards the water so that the people who were living in the city now can't that's not that building yes but yes i'm just fucking complaining about condominiums in florida but yes um renters in st petersburg took to the streets today to when, when was this Wait, you skipped a, car, uh, a really big one. An 80-year-old oh, woman living in a one-bedroom rental. She had her yeah, rent doubled. Yeah. Oh, God. Six to 12. Yeah. 80 years old. What's she going to do? What's she going to go out and get a second job? Is she going to go out and get a job? Yeah. She's not secure. She's on social <laughs> security. Come on. You got to go I be mean, a greeter get on at that Walmart. Only yeah, only Graham's account. Only Graham's. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I'm so um, grossed out by yeah, the thought they just of that. Make Sorry. Bake cookies for each other, and you know they might knit you a thing. You know, it's just it's, it's grain old, granny rentals. A, a sweater, little, um, per se. Yep, yep. But um, Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So even though she lived for many years, she now has to look for a new home because she's on fence. Oh, she's on Social Security. She's got to pay to move oh, at 80 years old. Oh, God, on Social Security. Oh, uh-huh, fuck. Uh-huh. Oh, right. Renters took to the like, streets. The protest rental rates that went up just, it just went up $400 a month. Like, 100 per month. 35%. Like, that's Tampa. Tampa no. used to be not that fucking well, wait, to live. Yeah. Like, wait, pair this yeah. with the fact that BlackRock and all these major head funds mm-hmm. are buying up all the properties now, and they're turning everybody into renters. Yep. Where are you gonna go? Yep. Yep. Where are you gonna go? What's the plan? Court accepted forty million in federal funding for emergency rental assistance. Really, right? Just fucking turn down the rent, fucking pump. God, we don't need to quit taking people's money. Like, no one's paid enough, and uh, that's part of it, right? It's the whole thing. It's like. People can't afford groceries in the middle class level, so they're they they make their rent higher, and you know it fucks over the people at the bottom who couldn't offend it in the first place. Right, like they already couldn't afford it. Well, and yeah, and, and to pair with that, you sent me today from yeah. the Associated Press, who I hate to amplify, but I got to amplify because they did yeah. a decent thing here. Rents reach insane levels it's with no end in sight. Uh, you love no seeing that from the Associated Press. Like supposedly, Press. you know, the 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 down the they middle see the damn shit. Like, yep. fact-based news thing. Yeah, that and here we are. Miami apartment has a tiny kitchen, cracked tiles, warped cabinets, no dishwasher, and hardly any space. Sounds like a Miami apartment. 
right? But Giara was fine with apartment shortcomings. It was all part of a 32-year-old graduate student in South Florida. She reasoned, and she was happy to live there for a few more years as she finished her marketing degree. Yeah, a classic Miami thing. She's going to probably UF and, yep, you know. University of Miami, right? Yeah, UM, U. Right? I thought that was insane, said Giara, who decided to move out. Am I supposed to stop paying for everything else I have going on in my life just so I could pay rent? That's unsustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Giara is hardly alone. Rent had exploded across the country, causing many to dig deep into their savings, downsize to subpar units, or fall behind on payments and risk eviction now that the moratorium is ended. I don't see mm. anyone on the fucking steps of congress with that shit anymore do i in the 50 largest u.s metro areas median rent rose an astonishing i'm just gonna round up to 20 uh, you know 19 20 percent from december 2020 to december 2021 according to a realtor.com analysis of properties within two or fewer bedrooms and nowhere was the jump bigger than a miami metro area where the median rent exploded to Jeez. two thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars a fifty percent oh, increase 50 in one higher year. than the what are you what are you gonna That's do insane. okay so wait then then they keep going again and and i know jb was talking about orlando and how much rent is going up in orlando 25 percent spike yep. and this is again happening yep. all over memphis it's really funny memphis. but it's I was actually looking when pandemic yeah. started. I started to look out of New Jersey, and where else would I would I want to go that had similar amenities where it would yeah. actually be an upgrade and it would make sense for me to go? And there was a suburb of Memphis, yeah. and I'm not surprised to see that. Um, again, you see so all the all the hot, younger, hip, growing cities: Vegas, Austin, Memphis, San Diego, Tampa. Not surprising to see rents going up in all these different places. Uh, may seem small. Biggest rental increase in 20 years. 20 years. I mean, are you going to expect a 50% increase in your raise in a year? No. So yeah, you're, you're cutting raises of 50%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, what the fuck? What do they expect is going to happen from this? Like, Oh God! Well, they don't okay. care. Inflation. They don't care. They're being paid by the companies that are buying the houses, and, right. and this isn't expect... this isn't even an inflation, right? Because the inflation only jumped seven point five from January, right? Right. So we're talking about like, uh, you know, this is just people right. being housing, right. housing. Well, housing costs are contributing to the overall inflation number, That's whereas right. other other right. costs are not going up as much. But housing costs are yeah. going up substantially. Food costs well, are going also up substantially. Upkeep, water, oh, oh, you know, your utilities are going up across the board, right? Your both internet, cable, all that shit's going up, you know, uh, like I mean, it, uh, it, tons of I'm, stuff. Honestly, it's something I was talking to my wife about tonight. You know, we were talking about like going out to dinner and why things are costing. I'm like, yeah. well, let me tell you, there's a labor, not a labor shortage, but they're finally having to pay people like actual living wages and they're passing wages. the costs on to us because it's not, they're not letting it hurt their profitability. So they're passing no. those costs on to consumers. We're not being paid anymore, yeah. but things are costing more across the board. I have to remember that Sabby the other night was talking about how 
her average food bill was about 180 bucks, and Eric can, can confirm oh, yeah. this. Yep. And now it's up to 300 bucks. And that's going pretty good. She's like, I, yep. I didn't, I didn't make another an extra 120 dollars. And if I wasn't married, we'd we'd be just over the poor, oh, just yeah. over the poverty line, which is just where you don't qualify for any government assistance and any any type of support. Yeah. Okay. Where my parents have been all the time. Yep. Right. Just right there in the struggle constantly. Yep. And yep. and and you never get a break. And and then when the government does give you a break, it ends up in the form of like a tax cut that you have to earn X amount to even be eligible for in the first place, and they end up falling short of that. Um Yeah. Okay, again, rental vacancy rates during the fourth quarter fell to five point six percent. So everybody's renting because they've got to find somewhere to live. Right, but rents are too damn high. Heat, hot water, not included. Twenty seven hundred dollars. Oh, that's a joke. An igloo. That's uh, a joke. It was a joke. Uh, construction crews, right, trying to bounce back from material labor shortages, of course. Yeah, right. because fucking plywood is through the roof. Like everything's fucking so expensive, you can't afford to do anything. Like there's weird laws across Florida since the housing crisis happened mm -hmm. to make sure that people can't use a certain amount of money themselves to try to fix their fucking houses like you're uh, oh, you know it, we, it, it, we talked about black talked yep. about black rock and the hedge yep. funds look record 18 percent yep. of home purchases were by in in q3 were by businesses or, or institutions buying it all up and you they're know, all you, buying uh, it you know, in the south you have a bunch of like, uh, you know, I know in South Florida, which which there's, there is a lot of growth and there has been, you know, Naples used to be one of the highest growing cities in the country, let alone Florida. Right. Um, and, you know, you're talking about multiple million dollar homes and and stuff like that. You know, you're talking about they used to just cut up the fucking uh, forest that was still there. It was all parsed out, owned already by a real estate company. You called them. They gave you the land. You fucking you know, like uh, uh, little band-aid lots of six and a half by like two acres, right? you know? So, you know, and then they would just stand handing them out to like, that's why like there was tons of golf courses being like prepared and, and put on the books and, you know, uh, and then after that, like the housing crisis fucking happened, you're talking about like who they still all owned all the real estate. Like they kept all of it. You know, yeah. like people, uh, whoever had the money got like, so if you were, if you were a home buyer and you tried to do that and you refinanced and you, you managed to finally afford property and, and build a generic house on it and, you know, you got screwed over, right? But none of the people who just bought up all fucking the land to build a fucking gated community they never had, right? Now they're, they're renting all that shit out for the fucking highest of prices now so, again what this is saying is that only two states actually have rent control statewide rent control laws while three other states including the store the state i live in new jersey has laws allowing local governments to pass rent control so new york city for example has limited rent control and there are certain areas in in uh like patterson and elizabeth and newark etc and trenton and uh camden etc and atlantic city that they will allow for rent control there as well because of, of the income in the area um and then they'll also yeah. allow for lower economic uh, lower um sales taxes 
to spur economic growth in the zone and business interest. But so again, right. in Tucson, mayor's office said it's been deluged with calls from residents worried about rent hikes after a California developer recently bought an apartment complex, catered to older people, and raised rents by more than 50%, forcing out many unfixed incomes. Nobody's doing anything about yeah. this. They're just doing nothing about this. And what what can you do? Yep. I mean, you you've got to have you know, some type of local and state and federal government collaboration come together yep. to acknowledge that this is a systemic problem. A problem. that these private equity firms and hedge funds need to be stopped from purchasing all of these houses and jacking up. And these they need rates. to give them away. Okay. Yeah. There needs to be some type of a law passed about. You know how much you can potentially maximum raise somebody's rent in a given year if you you know and and then on top right. of it that still needs to be brought in front of a board and have those costs and increases justified a rent control board you know which have I, you right well and i think i think you know you talk about like I, americans i think inhanely like it like innately like moonshot stuff you know, yep. you, you talk about, we're going to go to the fucking moon. They're like, oh, fuck yeah, let's do that shit, right? Talk about a, a, a moonshot. Hey, let's get everyone in the country who needs a house, a, a, a fucking house to live in. Like, you know, you talk about doing something like that where no one's fucking having to rent. No one's having to, like, worry about the rent doubling. And, you know, like this, this to me is part of the uh, people yeah. are exploiting you needing a roof over your head. Right, and not only that, uh, you but know, that, what do you think that does to an eighty-year-old's heart condition? Heart condition, yeah, or, or any of that, you know. Uh, it, it just baffles me that you know we could easily pull that off in this country in like a year, if, like, yeah, uh, you know, if we actually focused on that stuff, we focused on what actually would help people right now. You know, I mean, there's so much we like, can do, and that's again, like, like. Electrical politics is only one military. part of the equation. We have a gigantic military with perfectly able-bodied people that could easily come home and start building houses. Like, you know, yeah, it, it's well, like if, if order <laughs> Yeah, but that's they were. We already do that. Military already does that. They got there's people that got to build barracks, like. You know, yeah, but those are like temporary so, things. Those are yeah, like houses that America, you know, they, sure. they, you know, yeah. How many people you craftsmanship? I'm talking about. Anyway, right. Sure. Um, I got one more story. Yeah, I mean, share those resources. We're already, we're already an hour forty, an hour and a half. So I want to do one more story. It's actually a positive story. So that's a good thing. Mm. That's our friend Aaron Brockovich. Okay, nice. Suzanne Boothby, and it's the communities rising to fight pollution. Updates from community members in Missouri, Michigan, and Maine. So I did want to go through this, that there are drinking contaminated water. Of course, this is a threat that Aaron spent decades working on and affects millions of Americans, yeah. and everybody is affected by by water. It's one of the greatest risks to human health. Um, few of us recognize the intensifying burdens on our world's, wa on our water, world's water resources until they turn up at our door, like Flint, yeah. like Newark, like like the lead poisoning that's happening everywhere. And again, I dropped a link to this in chat. And I did want to acknowledge Quaker analysts, terrible comrade, Lakota grandmother froze to death this winter. And again, this is all, oh. this is all due to capitalism. Um, oh. 
yeah. released pigs. So again, here is the Brockovich report.com. Erin Brockovich has a sub stack, big fan of hers. She watches out for the environmental issues that most of us are taking our eye off the ball while we're focused on other type of politics and stuff with the economy and the environment and the, the and the mandates and the protests. Um, and Erin's got her eye on what's happening with our water and we appreciate her doing that. So ongoing infrastructure resource issues, lack of resources, misappropriated funds, short-sighted decisions go right along with, with toxic contamination to impact our water supply every day. So here's a few follow-ups on some stories that no matter how long it takes to enact change, she wants to honor the journey of anyone who's found the courage and effort it takes to speak up and work to make a difference in their community. Amen. Right. Amen, Aaron. You know, whistleblowers and people who step up are so key. And I think there's a few of them already in this in this chat here. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so again, you've got Julian Marie Jose are the founders of Como Safe Water Coalition Como. in Colombia. All right. A yep. group created to discuss and improve their city's water quality. All right. They're yeah. hosting an open house event on February 22nd. They'll be talking about a $24.5 million project to restore the city, the, the water plant's capacity. Um, and, and I know I sound like a complete New York, New Jersey guy. Water, water. I, I know I can't get rid of it. Uh, I know it's, it's like saying the word water the way I say it bothers some people. I know. Especially water, people in the Midwest. water. So. <laughs> Project includes rehab and replacement projects that'll enhance the performance and, and extend the life of the facility. This is again at uh, the safe. What, uh, what is this? Columbia City Hall, City of Columbia Water and Light. They're hosting this. Right. Um, hi, okay. So they want to. They've used chlor chloramines to disinfect drinking water since two thousand nine. This is good, I believe, uh, but. They want to control high levels of trihalomethanes. That's bad. Mm -hmm. Yes, they are. During the meeting, citizens will be able to review plans. So again, they're making this more open and getting the community more involved in understanding what's happening with their water and voting and speaking out in council meetings. She's rooting for resolution to the city's water woes. And we all are. Legal action in Kalamazoo. Again, Follow up here, man seeking a ban on toxic sludge. This is the thing with the PFA, uh, PFAs in Maine. And these mm. are the, the toxic chemicals, biosolids or sludge as fertilizer on farmland. Gross. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. Right. Toxic chemicals mm. left over from wastewater treatment plants. And they want to actually like grow food with this. That sounds like a good idea. Toxic yeah. compounds have tainted hundreds of private drinking wells and farms in Fairfield throughout the state in Maine. Mm. So again, give her a sub, give it a like, engage with her. Thank goodness for, they're called boobs, Ed. Wonderful. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Or boothbies, Suzanne, if you want to feel. Suzanne is her co-writer, who yep. I think handles a lot of the substack for Aaron. So they're called boothies, Ed. Good stuff. They are called um, boothies. All right. So dilly do, dilly do, dilly do. So we are. Uh, that's all I had. That's the number of stories. I think it was ten stories for for tonight. Uh, yeah, maybe I, no. It was actually nine. Uh, I cut. I cut another one. Week. 
Well, you I had. Was, I was going to do an. There's an Andrew Perez story <laughs> that I caught, and a Nation of Change story that I caught. Andrew Perez did one called "Let Them Eat Punditry" in the Daily Poster. I'd recommend. Um, you know, the other thing is, is that we we talk a lot on the show about uh, all of the the article writers that, and we feature them. We really don't talk many much about some of the the streamers and some of the YouTubers that that we work with and that that we amplify and support. Okay, Political Matrix, Marcus Cage, they've been doing some excellent shows lately. They had a great broadcast today with uh, it it was for for Black History Month, and I know Glory Jones was there, yep. and Savvy Sabs was there, and Nico House was there, They're and Unapologetic. Dantel, they all, all went on with Warren, Warren and uh, I know Sai, Sai, uh, uh, Chris Lawson also was on that stream today with Marcus. Um, just great yeah. stuff. Shout out to those guys. Um, shout out to Jackson Hinkle for his first appearance live on the Jimmy Dore show, like a full show for not just the members, yeah. but for everybody. That was great. We watched that live in the Door Discord, which we try to catch all those streams that Jimmy does live. You guys want to show up when that happens. You know, we also give you notifications. You know, so when YouTube tries to suppress Jimmy Dore, you, you might still see when he goes live. So, you know, um, or if he does something on Rockfin and you don't see that, any of those kind of things. Um, Rumble. So Black Power Media, definitely you know. Quaker Anarchists. They're good. All those all those, those folks, I'll, I'll definitely give them more of a, of a shout and a follow. Revolutionary Blackout. Yeah. Rome was in L.A. He's been traveling and he's going out and helping the poor everywhere. Big shout out to Rome. As well as uh, JB, I know they they saw and they they went down to Skid Row down in um in LA. Yeah, did you hear that's a choice to be down in Skid Row? I hear uh, that's a choice. Hey, look at that! There's um, some clips. This is from last week. So again, this is a a clip uh, a thumbnail from Mad Crab talking about uh, the crazy yep. hours at the train workers. Shout out to Ride the Fence yep. and there's Fiorella Convo Couch. This is actually the one after yeah. with Hunter Carranza. This is Pasta and Hunter Carranza filled in for Fee. Mm -hmm. Lee Camp. Yeah. Doing some Lee great Camp. stuff. Rania was on Useful Idiots this week. Misty and, and Glory doing Free the Truth every week on Kerberos Media Productions now it is. That's a great thumbnail. Mm -hmm. Just hilarious. Again, just just wanted to go through some of these. Yeah. But uh, now, 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 now let's get into like a brain dump and so stuff to plug as we are wrapping up and this was another fun show and thank you everybody for hanging out go to independentleft.media yeah. to find all the links that's where you'll find links to independentleft.news leftist.say substack um, also for indienews.network but also the friends of any left show with a, with this youtube playlist again tomorrow night we're gonna have the bank sisters and definitely tune in for that 9.30 Eastern tomorrow night. I'll be putting up a, a, an event for that on YouTube in the next day or so. Uh, how do we miss that? Of course, every Sunday night, as you just saw just now. March 11th through 13th, Savage Joy is hosting a mar an online March for Medical Care for All event. There's going to be a couple of evenings, uh, days and evenings of panels, uh, panel discussions, Going to learn more about that i'll be putting out some some more links and stuff about that we're going to be a, any left is going to be a co-sponsor again i mentioned before yeah. misty and the action for assange anniversary event in washington dc april 10th through 12th and that is in conjunction with the end the damn wars group and that again will be honoring and protesting 
for the third and for third anniversary of Julian Assange being kidnapped from the Ecuadorian embassy and sold for an IMF loan. And now he's been in Belmarsh for almost three years. Um, the other thing is Sharif and the Women's International um, uh, Healthcare Rally scheduled for March 8th. They're going to have some announcements coming out this week, so look out for that as well. Um, of course, Reefer After Dark Friday night. Is there going to be one this Friday night? I don't know because you got Sabby uh, stuff going yeah. on. I, I don't know. I'll let people know. It depends on if Sabby needs me Friday night or whatever. We'll we'll see how that goes. Um, so, you know, I might just need a break after my... I, I did my 12th, 11th show. Um, you know. 12th. Yeah, that was number 12. So, and, uh, and yeah. That's so how long? Two months? Something like that? Three, three months. months, yeah, three months, three four months. Yeah. You started right when right when <clears throat> INN started. So, um, yep. So gonna that's have, been going great. We're gonna have a um, if, if I do if I do do one, I think Colin wanted to be a part of it. So, cool. um, we'll see him there. I'd love to get Daryl there. Uh, he's been having some stuff, so um, we'll see. Uh, but whoever shows up, be a good time. You know, we'll figure it out. Yeah, shout out um, to everybody who's, who's going through some stuff and solidarity and and want to offer support. Yep. And we're always here, yep. you know, as just, always. Just uh, give hang to out those who need it. Yep, yep. You know, mutual aid, super um, important. Uh, also, want to shout out to Chris from UncensoredNews.us. Uh, he just set up a couple of automated channels that I subscribe to, and I created a section in our Discord for them, uh, and that is going to automatically RSS pull. A bunch of different articles, but they're going to be topic focused. So if you're looking for Medicare for all focused articles, you'll be able to go to one place and find a whole host of articles, and they're going to be dedicated specifically to Medicare for all. And I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. There's there's eight that he's starting with right now, and uh, and we're working on some projects together as well. So lot lots more coming yeah. in the future. Thank you so much, everybody, for being a part of this, for contributing, for sharing, for. <laughs> For the support for everything really um can't do this without you and, and appreciate all these amazing content creators for more, for more inn streams coming up um you know we, we we managed to send out stuff or get people to stream to the network from from their stuff so that's finally gotten gotten to people so we're we're working on that we're working on actual inn shows for the network so Keep a lookout for that as well and we're trying to get more writers doing all that stuff so we're, we're out here um, good independent substack writers let let us know yep. um indie news dot network at gmail i think it's actually indie news network inn at gmail.com is the email address so if you know anybody reach yep. out to me on twitter reach out to me on discord reach out to me somewhere you know some good independent writers that might be uh, interested in linking up with INN and co-publishing to the Substack that uh, that align yep. with us, you know, kind of philosophically, let us know and we'll we'll check them out and see if we can reach out. We've got a couple that we're already looking at at this point. Um, and also shout out, by the way, to Garland Nixon, who had Tar Reid on his show this week. That that was really excellent yep. chat. And we're, we're hoping to do some more some more things with Garland in the future. So. Again, yeah. we're, we're coming up on almost three hours here. This is a long one, and I appreciate everybody hanging out, sticking with us. Um, we'll be back. I'll be back next week. I'll be back next week. Grief will not be, but 
I'll, yeah. I'll be here and who I'll be with will to be determined. So yep. Who knows? Yep. But, but until I'm then down for whatever happens. So um keep listening to what little birdies have to tell you. Otherwise, we're out. Namaste. Good night. Thank you everybody. Good night. If you like this podcast, please help our show grow by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. For more content, you can follow Independent Left News on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at INDLeftNews and subscribe to our YouTube channel. To get news updates twice a day to your inbox, subscribe via email on the independentleft.news website. Join our Jetstream 24-7 News and Opinion Discord at independentleft.gg with more than 50 channels each dedicated to a different outlet, journalist, YouTuber, or political comedian. Thanks, everyone. Remember to check out independentleft.news in your browser and subscribe to our podcast for news updates.